What's happening, weirdos? This is Jason Muse, Jay from Silent Bob and Jay from Clerks. All of the Clerkses. Uh, Clerkses? The Clerks Trilogy? Dogma? Chasing Amy? He's also warm, funny, kind, interesting. I'm so glad you guys are here. Couple things before we jump in. I am currently touring. Thank you to everybody that came out in St. Louis. And I really hope to see people in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, this coming weekend. I'm sure tickets, I'm not, I'm hoping tickets aren't still available, but you just caught me being like, I'm sure tickets are still available. Uh, a lot of people buy them last minute. Go to PeteHolmes.com. Uh, it means so much that people are coming out. After that is going to be Utah. Uh, we're going to, somebody messaged me or like, where's Indiana? Indiana will be announced. It'll be on there soon. Um, but all of the tour dates will be at PeteHolmes.com as they unravel. So uh, it means so much. It's a new hour. Uh, I have a special coming out um, at the end of October, so that will be one hour, and then after that, this is the new hour. So I'm excited to uh, already be touring that, and it's really, really fun, and people are enjoying it, so I hope you can make it out there. Only one thing to plug up top, and it's our friends at Living Libations. Living Libations is a hair, skin, eyes, teeth, a beauty care company that has changed the way I look at beauty care. Beauty care, that's what I'm going to call the, the market. But you know, things you put on your body end up in your body. And so many things we put on our body are toxic. They're filled with chemicals. They're made by corporations that don't care about you whatsoever. And I fell for it. I fell for the marketing. I was like, it's got a French name or it's, it's expensive, so it must be good for my skin. Nonsense. You should recognize the ingredients on your skincare in the same way you should recognize the ingredients of your food because what you're putting on your body gets in your body. Living Libations is here to help. Not only is it natural with things you can pronounce and understand, but it's badass. It works. It's the best exfoliant I've ever used. It's the best moisturizer I've ever used. They have gum care, dental care. They have baby care. I always mention that we use their Love the Sun sunblock because it's the only actually clean zinc-based sunblock that I've found, and it works. You can buy a little bottle. It'll last you a really, really long time. So Living Libations is a great way to support the show. We only uh, endorse things that I actually use and actually love. Living Libations is one of those. So if you want to show some love to this show, if you enjoy the show, go to livinglibations.com slash weird. You'll get 15% off everything you see there. You can just get a tongue scraper. Scrape your tongue. That's something I didn't figure out until I was in my 30s. Scrape your tongue. Don't just brush your teeth. Scrape your tongue. Get some sunblock. Get some skin care. Get some eye care. Whatever it is that you'd like to replace and slowly up your medicine cabinet game, just get something little. Or do what I did and do a complete overhaul. It makes a difference. It supports the show. I personally appreciate it. And do your body a favor. Go to livinglibations.com slash weird. 15% off everything on the site. You get a premium, natural, and wonderful product to replace the random chemical neon blue nightmare that they sell at 7-Eleven. Livinglibations.com slash weird. All right, everybody. Enjoy the chat with Jason Muse. Hope to see you in North Carolina this weekend. Get into it. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm admiring the, the place. You know, I had uh, a cool setup, but we just moved. Uh, well, not just moved. I guess it's been like 10 months. And we have a garage that we plan on 
doing this too. Um, I love that this is a this. I feel like, look, they did a great job. And, uh, but I'm not, I didn't know we were this status. Like you could say, we want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Because I see other studios and sometimes they're they're all reclaimed wood and neon and stuff. So, but this is at home. So it's, it's great. It's, uh, you know, again, it's like if you have an, I know if you have like, if you go to an office and then they're going to put, you know, you could, you have more options, but this is, yeah. You have to come hang out in the back room. Well, it's cozy. We used to do it on that couch there. So you were, me and the guests were literally on the same couch. And that was, that was kind of nice. It just looked like shit on camera. Okay. So we okay. changed. And every it. once in a while, I'm sure someone put their hand down. They're like, oops, sorry. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> well, I was always so kicking close. the guests. Yeah, I was right. always doing that for fun, for <laughs> yeah. funsies. We were just, so my daughter, you just met my daughter. Yes. We're going to Disneyland today. <gasps> and I want, I want to fold you in on this. She's five. Well, she's going to be five in September. Okay. And I was like, can you go on Pirates of the Caribbean when you're five? Do you think? Because there's that drop. There's a drop. I think you can do it. It's more about the the height. You know, it's it's funny because we have an eight-year-old. Oh, my gosh. And we just went to Disney again, and she was so excited because the bummer is, and I don't know if you're bringing friends, but she has a friend that's the same age. She's three weeks older only. But I swear she's about a foot and a half taller. Yeah. And she's built like, because the parents are both. And so the, even though they're the same age, you look at them and the one, her friend is like, again, so so her friend was able to go on the Harry Potter ride. I don't know if it's Universal Disney, but her friend was able to go on the Harry Potter ride and she wasn't able to. Your daughter. And she, my daughter. And she was so bummed. But we just brought her for her birthday this year and she was able to go. Uh. Um, and she was very excited about that. So I'm just saying, I don't think it's a matter of... It's hype. Yeah. Yeah, but like emotional maturity. Emotional. Do you think I she'll be scared saying. at fun? Like, um, I don't want to traumatize her. I let... Okay, let cat out of bag. I went on Pirates okay. when I was probably <laughs> 11. Yeah. And that drop, I remember being like... I really remember like, a, like an old woman being like, I didn't care for that. Yeah, like yeah, being yeah, like yeah. it was too like no one tells you that there's that drop yeah, and I also remember, remember there's the skeleton in the pirates yes, this no. is before the movies too so yeah. it wasn't like cartoonized yeah yeah, yeah like Johnny yeah. Depp made it seem so yes, quaint to yeah. be a, a, a like a pillager yeah. and you know <laughs> no yeah he made it fun <laughs> and sure. the other one yeah running on wheels and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um, he made it fun I wonder if I wonder if if the drop would. I mean, I guess it depends. I, I don't know. If, if I tell her, though. Yeah, if you warn her and say, yeah. I think, you know, and even if she gets, well, I don't know. It is a tough one. It's a tough, it's one. A tough I'll, one. You know, I'll let you know. We're going to be yes, fast friends. Please, And yes. I'm going to keep you yes. in touch, and I'll text please, you. Please, because I'm curious, because it's like either she's going to love it, want to go on it a mo- bunch of times, yes. or she'll get really terrified, yes. yeah. and then maybe be very disappointed in you forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's my fear always is that I do something that she's like traumatized and she blames me, right? It's Buddy. Like, well, what were those stuff. for you? Mine was Goodfellas. My dad mm. was just watching Goodfellas. Yeah. And I've said this on the pod before, but they open the trunk and they stab the guy. Yes, yes. Stabbings yeah. are not cool. No. For some reason, guns seem so fake. Yeah, yeah, But the yeah. stabbing... He probably yeah. really was stabbing something. And it sounds, yeah, because the it sound, sound, the fucking Foley yeah. guy in a in a quiet studio yeah. stabbing like lamb yeah, yeah, chops, yeah. just being like, "Is that juicy uh, enough?" It's yeah. fucking crazy. It is different. But, you know, she hasn't. 
I don't know if I've done anything yet. Oh, to, I meant for you, to, for you. I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't want me, to embarrass me. you. Well, with your I mean, daughter. for me. Oh, for me. What's traumatizing to me? Like, yeah, yeah. No, like well, those little things that your dad or your mom probably didn't well, know. My mom used to put me in a closet and shoot dope outside. Okay, and, so like, that's that was the- in- <laughs> so. <laughs> There's stuff like that, Stop you know. It! <laughs> Stop it! You can't follow my good fellas. You can't follow Goodfellas <laughs> when you were placed in a closet yeah, well, while she yeah. shot dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So wait, okay. Uh, let's unpack it. I, yeah, do it. It um, sounds like you're okay. You've done well some at work. this point. Yeah, yeah. you know, we, it, the fun thing is Kevin and I did a live podcast. Um, we didn't we didn't really touch on that as much, but we did a podcast for about nine years, and we do it live, mm-hmm. and we would talk about. It was mainly about me at my. Um, addiction and being accountable and and hey I have two years sober now I have three years sober this it was a lot of fun yeah we, we we haven't been doing it really we, we've done it now at a couple comic conventions but we don't touch so much on the sobriety because now July 2nd I had 13 years sober oh wow but in the beginning like you know 13 years ago it was nice because I had like three months sober we started the podcast and it was almost you know like traveling and talking about it really helped my process because because then i'd be in like starbucks and someone would be like hey man how many days sober you have you know right so like people would call me out all the time so it helped because then i'd like dream that i was like i seriously would have dreams that i drank and i'd have to get on stage and tell everyone i only have one day today you know yeah and it would be disappointed drinking the week i got married so my Mm. non-drinking anniversary is my wedding day and so every anniversary that we celebrate is also my i don't drink anniversary yeah yeah. and i haven't really been tempted but i'm also like i don't want to throw away the coolest and easiest anniversary yeah i know that sounds stupid but like no it's good let me unpack what you were also saying too for me a lot of my alcoholism and and addiction stuff has been because I feel invisible, right? There's Mm. this like invisible, I don't exist sort of feeling. Mm. So like, I'm alone. So let's just take care of the only thing that I have, which is, which is me. So it can be kind of lonely. So opening that up to people, which can be risky, Mm. but when they're kind of co-conspirators in your health and your Mm. wellness, Mm. they're also seeing you, you know what I mean? It's not just that Mm. they know you're sober, but they're like pulling for you. And if I were you, that would help me feel less alone. No, 100%. And also help me not want to use or whatever it is. Is that that true? It definitely is true. And again, it was, it was like, Again, because also people would share like, oh my gosh, you know, I was, um, you know, I, I was struggling. I just, I tried to get sober and then I started listening to the podcast and every time I felt like using, I would listen to a couple episodes and I'd get through the day and now yeah. I have two months. So yeah, like there's all these different avenues. People would like, I'd be accountable to them, but also disappointing them and, yeah. but, and then, but sharing the stories and stuff. So it was, it was again, many different avenues, plus Kevin and my wife, of course, cause my wife's the one who was booking all the touring, like, Hey, you're going to Australia and you're doing five shows and yeah. you know, yeah. uh, Adelaide or whatever. So it, it was nice. It really was. And, and again, I think there's some stuff I, because of that, it was helping me. But at the same time, I wasn't going to meetings. And for me, I, I started doing them again recently because I feel like there was some stuff. You were As getting. much as I talked about, yeah. I wasn't working on, like, I, again, going back to my parents. Like, I wouldn't sit on stage because it would be Kevin and I telling stories. And plus, I want to entertain. You want to entertain the, right. the audience. Your, your so sure I don't doesn't want, have to be funny. Yeah so, yeah. so I'll tell old stories, but I can make light of it now. And, and I had to, like, try to make it, 
animated and quick and i couldn't get into like hey man like remember this one time and get really deep into getting locked in the closet or blah blah, blah. yeah so those are things i mean you know it didn't help me with that but again i think meetings and sharing and doing the steps and all that is yeah. all all that stuff sort of helps it's there, been good there's a lot of i, I love everything you just said mm-hmm. and i heard it and it made me think of how there's all this data about like community and having one another mm. helps with all sorts of problems right mm-hmm. and we are more isolated and i think it's funny that podcasts as high tech yeah. as this is and i've said this kind of idea before but you know as a podcaster it's also really low tech yeah like you and i are now getting together yeah. and having like a long heartfelt conversation and we didn't used to do that and it, it mm. helps me be healthy yeah. in a lot of ways and it helps me it sounds like it helped you yeah. stay clean. No, it's it, the but we used to live in a village. Great. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we used to be in a village, and you didn't want to be the guy in the village. Like yeah. we would see you if you yeah. used or whatever, or yeah. you would disappear, and we would notice. Yeah, yeah. And there's something very like not helpful that you can vanish, and we might just not know. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? No, for sure. Like no. it used to be unacceptable. Would go like, but we first of all that you we would need you. But we need Jason. We're we're going to get fish or whatever, you know what I mean? So that made you in you know, enmeshed in the community. And now now you you know, it's not exactly the best thing in the world that we can just go like I haven't seen you in six months. Yeah, you know no, I mean? there was a there was a point where uh, Kevin got a phone call and it's so crazy because he found it recently, uh, the newspaper clipping. Or, or actually my aunt sent it to me. But there was a point where a newspaper, Kevin said he was at his desk. He, I had disappeared. And the he got a call saying, hey, do you have any comments on the death of your friend Jason? Oh, God. So yeah, like, and it was like People Magazine or something, but they thought I died. And it was even in the newspaper, my aunt clipped it out. But because so wait, I had disappeared- you have a headline of that, yes, I'm dead? Yeah, they thought I had died and OD'd on, oh, on, no. on drugs. Yeah. So again, you're right. It's just like, it's such, it's everything has right. changed. I mean, the internet, like uh, Instagram and all this stuff, it's such a well, different- even that, now, people would kind of notice- yeah like on online yeah. so on one hand it seems so strange and then this other mm. more subtle and yeah. not as yeah. big way it is sort of connecting us yeah. in these ways that's mm. crazy so tell me okay let's let's talk about closet closet oh you the remember. closet so yeah I like rem- you remember it yeah there was a time a point there was one time uh that i remember and the reason is is because i was so i was in went to new york my mom drove me to new york and we went into the projects. I remember this like really dingy, dark apartment. Um, and my mom puts me in the closet and says, I'll be, I'll come get you in one minute, two minutes. And all I remember hearing is like a little bit of quiet. It was really quiet. And then all of a sudden throwing up and it, and like some weird sounds. And I thought something wow. bad was going on. It was really bad. Yeah. So like, I was like freaking out in there and finally she opened it up. And then I realized she was throwing up cause she had used drugs but at first, it sounded like Wait, other you, bad. You things. put that together. Yeah, yeah, I knew exactly. Yeah, I knew she, what How she was doing. How old are you around this time? You know, I don't know. I wish. I wish I could I'm remember. Bad at I don't that know. Too. I always yeah, go time wise. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I know I blocked out stuff. Me and my wife were talking about the other day because we were we were trying to figure out my daughter remembering stuff and all this. Um, and I was like, man, I don't have many childhood memories i feel like until high school because i think we were talking about you know the the weirdest thing happened and i'm all over the place but you're fine my kid my kid is in third grade now she's eight but last year she had this best friend and they were hanging out and all this stuff and then one day 
she like comes home, she asks us to pick her up early, and she's in tears, and her friend doesn't want to be friends with her anymore. And we thought, oh, you know, it'll blow over. But then the next day I bring her to school, and we walk up, and there's this like little event party going on, and she comes and sits by her friend, and her friend doesn't say a word to her. Then my daughter walks away, and I said, hey, you want to go play with Logan on the slide or anything? And she's like, no, I don't. I can't do that. I don't want to do that. And it broke my heart. Like, Wait, and is I your didn't, daughter's name Logan? Yes, sorry. Oh, yes, okay. And her friend, I don't want to say her friend's name. No, just I thought you just named Jack no, no, that person. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, my daughter's Logan, and Logan was so heartbroken, and I didn't realize how much it would affect me. Like, yeah. And it really like hurt my feelings, and yes. I'm like, do I talk to her mom? I'm going to talk to find out what's going on and talk to her dad. Like, is there something wrong? Did Logan do something really bad that made her feel like... Because again, it wasn't even like... I've seen over the years with their friends, they get in a little titter-tat, and they don't yeah, talk, no, and they're mad. I'm but right this is you. straight up like an adult... Iced. Iced yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. The next five times we saw her, just won't say hello. She'd run up, hi, the ho- uh, good morning, and she would just look at her and walk away like iced her out a hundred percent bad chills yeah and it really broke my heart seeing it and i didn't know what to do and i didn't know that would affect me so much but i mentioned that because i realized like they like, haven't well, she remember there's no, there's no well, now, this year she's now talked to her a few times and she wasn't doing the same thing that we saw her okay school's only been on for three days the first three days i dropped her off she went up and they were talking so it seems okay, okay. it seems okay yeah yeah but sorry i was like i wonder if she's gonna remember this yeah so many years later and me and my wife were talking about it. I was like, I don't remember stuff from second grade. I feel like the first thing memories I have of school and remembering is sixth grade for some reason. I feel like anything under that. You're sort of blowing my mind because listen to this. I went to Disney probably world because we were East coast kids, Disney world when I was little. And I said to my mom, I I saw this kid crying, like a little kid crying. And I said to my mom, and this is so, I really, I'm excited to see what this makes you think of. I said to my mom, Mom, when I was little and I was crying, why didn't you just say you won't even remember this? And I yeah. thought that was like brilliant. Like I yeah. had uncovered like memory yeah. and how it works. And I go, you you could have said like, you won't even remember this. And she goes, I did. And I was like, I, I just didn't believe yeah, her. Yeah. Like my, my mom yeah, didn't like <laughs> let me have the point. She was like, I did. And I was yeah. like, doesn't sound, no, yeah. I don't know why I don't believe you. That was a feeling of my childhood was I felt like I was having all these epiphanies. Yeah, and you're, yeah. Kevin Smith, when he did the pod, said you're one of the most original and you're so yeah, wildly yeah. creative. I was wondering if you have any memories of being like, is anyone else noticing that I'm you know, twinkling yeah, over here and yeah. people are just like, yeah, Jay, eat your pastrami or whatever? No, I, you know what? I No, I feel like I was super, you know, I feel like for me, I was super insecure. And I think that's mm. why I was, as much as I felt like, Again, I was telling my my kid, I try to give her any advice I have for her, I feel like it's for me from high school, is I was like, listen, you got to treat others. I realized as I got older, I would treat kids how I wanted to be treated. I'd be nice. And, you know, the chess kids, the football kids, the the emo like it, you were the united nations you were yeah like that. everyone yeah. was was want would invite me to parties and invite me I out was that way too yeah and but they'd always go don't bring your friend so and so you know what i mean so i my friend it's true and i remember it being like so uncomfortable because i'd want to go to this party but i'd feel so bad not bringing my two friends that i hung out with more than with the actual yeah. other kids yeah. Yeah. they were actually my friends and I told my a kid, I was like, just make sure you treat everyone like that. Mm. But 
but again, but I think that I was so outgoing and and obnoxious, and because I felt like insecure, like again, I always felt like yeah, yeah, I always felt like you know I had the smallest penis in the room and yeah. all this stuff. I remember all these like weird things, but not weird things, but just weird things like getting like really thinking like man i have a small penis man i bet everyone else has way bigger penis I, Wait, everyone dresses we, better than me yeah you, like you went right a, to dick yeah I like did. freud would be very proud man. but most people would be like wouldn't want to look at what they're actually afraid of yeah. but it just comes down to the it really was a big thing for me and i think because my brother would like flick my wiener and stuff when i was sleeping <laughs> But, <laughs> but but you know it's it's interesting because i tell my wife we have a son now he's six months old oh my god and so every time that i change tiny dick him, is working yeah, overtime yeah. I'm always no, you changing have to him. laugh at that <laughs> no, okay. and i'm always like yo look at this i'm like look at this wiener i'm like you know it's gonna be pretty big i think <laughs> no! Yeah. And she's like, why does it matter? I'm like, you don't understand. You don't know how I feel. Yeah. Wait, do you like, really have a, a, do you feel like you have a small penis? I, I I mean, again, I'd like to say it's average, but I don't know. I, you know, at back then too, honestly, I feel like my friends were super, I had the two, three friends that, that were not invited to anywhere. I remember they'd whip their wieners out and stuff. And I remember yeah. them always being bigger than mine. Like, yeah, but maybe and not even a little bit a bigger. They were bigger. Yeah, we never showed our heart yeah. like boners. I don't know. So you never know. I don't know, know any but, boys that were like, let's get rock hard. And yeah, no. Present. Yeah, no one ever But maybe that. they were fluffing. That could be true. They could have been yeah. batting it around a little bit. Yeah, nah. you, you never know if the guy who suggests, "Hey, let's show each other our dicks," yeah. knew said that because he was starting yeah, to get a boner. Plumber, he was like, yeah. "Oh, this is a good time to yeah, sh- show when there's a little fl- blood flow and the yeah." See, I have really big <laughs> balls. Yeah, nice. It's not cool. No, yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's, cool. It outweighs it. Like no, it, yeah. exactly. My friends used to joke that it was like this, and the and yeah, you have yeah, to tuck the wiener. Because <laughs> I went to this weird Christian college, and it's very like. Like that that sort of adolescent boy thing. If you're, mm. I'm going to say, in my case, a repressedly, sexually repressed mm. religious yeah. kid, and you're in an all-boys dorm, that sort of weird, like, let's show dick stuff continues past junior high or oh, whatever, yeah. adolescent. So everyone was like, Pete, they called me Buffalo Heart. They're like, Pete Buffalo Heart, show them the Buffalo Heart. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, people would put dicks on your shoulder and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was yeah, very... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the military is that way, but I imagine. So, and do you think going back, would you do you feel like you it was a good thing you went to all boys, or you think if there were girls it, around, it, it might wasn't have... all boys, just the dorm was all boys. Oh, the dorm was all boys. But there were okay. rules that we weren't allowed. I, but to answer your question, which is generous, uh, it's a good question. I, I did appreciate that at my school there wasn't drinking and yeah. there wasn't. It was very difficult to have sex. Some people were having sex, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just didn't get into it because it was yeah. a, it was like literally you couldn't be in other people's rooms. You couldn't close the door if a girl yeah, was in your yeah. room. And because of that, especially because yeah. I didn't figure out I was an alcoholic until I was 22, yeah. I got through all of those brain growing years without, if I'd gotten oh, into yeah, booze, yeah. I might've like really loved it. And I don't know if I would have been as bored as I was. And when I got bored, that's when I started doing comedy. It's like the power of of yeah. boredom. So, so wait, you went all four years or whatever it is of college. Yeah. So you went to college. Yeah. What was the plan uh, uh, to be when you were youth in college? Pastor. I was. You wanted to be a youth pastor, and then became. A, and then, but the, like three I mean, months in, I was like, I'm not gonna be a youth. Like, yeah. I just immediately because. I thought it was going to be like a monastery, like people walking around and be like, hello, brother, yeah, rope, yeah. belt. And like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't. It was just a, a very normal, <laughs> for the most part, school. Yeah. And I sound like an old person, but it didn't have 
the party scene. Yeah. And that yeah. was kind of good. No, it was good. Yeah. So you got work done. You were able to do all that stuff. And the work was easy. Yeah. Like, not to put the school down, but to me, I was like, this is pretty, this is easier than my high school. Yeah. So then all I did was like, you know, start an improv team and start doing stand up and stuff. But this I is just... interesting. When did you start? using when or, or when did you start drinking what did it start with so mine was um you know it's funny because my mom my mom was using and winded up uh single mom going to jail yeah i never met my father never met, so i have two a brother and a sister it's such a weird long thing i'll try to be fast about this you don't but have to. Take it um my my sister and i so my mom had my brother who's eight years older but couldn't take care of him so my aunt took him in at like eight months old because my mom went to jail and when my mom for got, drugs? but yeah for drugs but like it was like an eight month thing when she got out eight months later said hey we i can't take care of the boy will you adopt him so my aunt adopted my brother so he was, she was around. taking care of him already yes she was yeah. already taking care yeah. of him and my mom realized going to jail and all that she wasn't gonna be able to take care of him yeah so my aunt uh, adopted my brother at like you know 16 months old uh and so he wasn't with us but we got to see him he was like in the family around. Yeah, yeah yeah did you know it um, was your brother i did i did i knew it, was it my wasn't brother. one of those no it wasn't that but <laughs> what i didn't realize is my aunt was really my cousin my grandma was really my okay, okay yeah. so there is yeah. some of that a lot of that yes <laughs> but not with the brother i love that you're like well, yeah, no 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 we didn't do that but my mother yeah, was yeah. my cousin's aunt's yeah, sister all and that I was like, stuff what? was crazy all that was crazy <laughs> my and but i didn't know either that for a little bit so i got older and realized that my brother sister and i have different fathers we never none of us met our fathers um, oh boy! But my sister and I grew up with my mom in like the same household, and my mom got would get strung out, would disappear, and my grandma would take care of us. Um, and then we lived with my grandma for a year and two years, and my mom would get sober and take us back and back and forth. Yeah. But never met my dad, so I was with my grandma. My aunt raised me. My mom raised me at some point. My mom then goes to jail for like nine years, ten years for what? Um, for for selling heroin. Um, selling heroin yeah, to make selling, money to do heroin. Yes. So she started selling and got busted. Um, I'm not trying to be funny. Mm, I really aren't. Mm, or, or clever. Mm, I have to imagine if you love it, like Artie Lang and I did a show together mm, and we talked about his heroin addiction and he yeah. was like, it's like air is what he said to me. He was like, it's like someone telling you not to breathe yeah, when, yeah. when you're in withdrawal and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So if you love heroin or are addicted yeah. to heroin, let's say that, yeah. selling it, so having a stash of it has to be the most difficult thing in the world. I would imagine, right? yeah. And I think that's where you get in the problems, right? Because then you're like supposed to sell it and make this money because you're getting it from someone's. I'm assuming my mom's getting it for someone. So I'd imagine she needs money to pay this of person course, back. Of course, there's someone chasing you. And yeah. you're going to do some of it. Yeah, you're so, going to do some. Yes. That, that's just how it is. 100%. So now you have to overcharge someone. Yeah. The, the, the heartbreak of it and the desperation and the humanity of yeah. it. Like it's so vulnerable it's like yeah. one of the most vulnerable yeah. things i can imagine yeah. so she's in this situation she gets caught yes and then even... she runs off but what, what happens is so because she doesn't get busted so i'm 12 years old i'm about to ride my bike over to my buddy's house hey um bring this to your so I, there's a kid in town i know he was friends with my older brother bring this to so and so him and his uncle 
need this and they owe me money. I didn't know what it was. It was like an envelope. It was like one of those big brown yeah, manila envelopes. So I'm thinking it's paperwork or something. And she goes, but he owes me some money from like I lent the money a while ago. Make sure he gives you 200 bucks or whatever it was. Mm. So I go down there, give it, boom, come back, give my mom the money, go to my friend's house, don't think anything of it. Two so months later, two months later, my brother drive picks me up, goes, hey, you know when you met so-and-so? There was drugs, and that was an undercover cop with him. It wasn't his uncle. So my mom ran, but they were like, we're going to charge her 12-year-old son with d- d- you? Yeah, me yeah, selling. If you don't Wait, you were on the hook? Yeah, I was on the hook for it because she ran, and they didn't have any proof that I didn't know what I was doing. First of all, deep yeah. apologies for stealing your punchline. No, it's okay. Yeah, it's that, okay. That it's you a- found out that she was using you to mule, and there was a cop there. Yes. And they said, we're going to arrest your son. Yes, if you don't come turn yourself in. Okay, I'm, again, not trying to be yeah. clever or funny, but she <laughs> must have been like, okay, I go to jail. It's going to be, how long was it, 18? It was about, I think it was like 9 or 10, I nine think. 9 or 10 yeah. years? Yeah. Again... What a terrible choice to be like, but yeah. you know, Jason will just go to juvie for. Well, her. and you're strung out, so That's she knows I she's mean. gonna be dope sick. That's... She know, yeah. Oh my so... god! And going to, <laughs> yeah. Yikes! What happened? Yeah. So she wound up turning herself in. That's and... that's a big move. Yeah. So she turned herself in. I didn't get in trouble, thank goodness. But of course, the cops in town looked at me always weird for a while, except for like two, because we lived in this small town. Well, it was like a mile cops, long. So there were like two cool cops. Yeah, there was like two cool cops that never harassed me, but there was other ones who just thought, oh, there. There's a guy, a kid who sells drugs. A couple of my friends that I grew up with, their parents didn't want me hanging out with them. Because you were labeled. You were yeah, like yeah, it really was. It was in the newspaper and everything in town. We lived in this small town. It was like a mile long. Everyone knew Wait, everybody. Your name was in the newspaper, yeah, yeah, Jason yeah. Muse? I don't know if they were allowed to put my name, but I, I feel but like they people knew. they described you really well. Yeah, like, again, it was small enough that everybody knew. Oh Maybe they God. said my mom's name and then put her son. I, I'm not sure. Um, it was so again, I'm 49 now. It's so crazy that I'm 49 yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah. But anyway, so it was, it was, uh, it was so, so I hated, so because of that and because of her and, and, and the situation, I hated drugs. I remember my friend at like 14 asked me to do Coke and I was like, no way. I hate that stuff. I wouldn't smoke cigarettes. I didn't drink or anything. I then started drinking probably at like 16, 17, and I started to smoke a little weed. Did you consider that like I'm changing or? To me in my head, I felt like drinking because it wasn't illegal, wasn't that bad, and everyone partied and stuff. And then same with smoking weed. I just didn't find weed to be good, but anything harder than that, coke, heroin, Ecstasy. You, you thought weed was okay. Yeah, I thought yeah, weed yeah, was yeah. okay, and I so, so I used to smoke weed and I used to drink, but I never will do cocaine um, or heroin. I yeah, hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Right? No pills or pills. Yeah, and twenty-one years old. Um, it's my birthday. I I had met this girl who was way above my weight class. I mean, honestly, I saw her the first time. Her friend. They were best friends, started dating a guy that I was really good friends with and worked with, putting roofs on houses. Um, and he introduced me, and I'm like, this girl is like a model, like super beautiful. I've never, there's no way. And we started hooking up. Then my birthday Which comes, I'm like, great for yourself. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going, 21, we can go to a bar, let's go out and we'll celebrate my birthday. And they're like, nah, man. We're going to like just let's hang out and watch a movie and stuff. And I'm like, all right, I get a chance to hang out with this girl. My buddy then tells me, hey, to be true, honest, dude, we've been doing this. Because I was always wondering. They always would be like doing nodding and doing uh, stuff. And I sort of knew but didn't know. I was trying like, 
Um, that's the feeling so, of adolescence. You're you're new to the world, even yeah, though you're 18, yeah, you're 21 yeah, at this point. Yeah. You're still kind of new. Yeah. And they sort of kept that doing it away from me. They never went to get it or did it around me. Yeah. But they would come pick me up and they'd be sleepy. And I worked with my buddy. I know we'd be busting our butts roofing and stuff. I'm not trying to be um, funny again. I'm, I'm going to stop saying yeah. that. Just know that I'm not yeah. trying to make fun of addiction or anything. No, no, for sure. Who's doing heroin and then running around with their friends? Is that what people do on heroin? It, well, they yeah. Well, they'd like pick me up and they'd want to like go to the movies or do stuff you like that. You go to the movies but, on heroin? Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, until you start getting to the Point. Yeah, when you get strung out and and uh, you ru- start running out of money and stuff, yeah. then you stop doing that. Then it's like you wake up. How am I going to get it? Where am I? Like, how am I going to get money it for it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you still don't mind doing it with people because yeah. you want someone. Misery loves company. You want someone that maybe tomorrow you'll find money, but I won't. I or today see. I'll find money because you know what? I found my old camera and we could sell it. Right. We can right, get right. dope. So but there's it, you want to run around with someone when you get that bad. But yes, you're right. You're not going to movies. You're not doing anything. It's not like let's go to dinner on heroin or is it i get in the beginning i think it was for me when i first started 21st birthday really quick i'm like i'll never do it this they go we're gonna do this i'm like come on man like i'm i can drink let's drink and i'm 21 let's go out and do something like no man we're just gonna do this and i'm like you know i don't get it and they're like well you'll never get it unless you did it before yeah and i'm like you know what let me try i said give me some i'm gonna try it i want to know what makes you guys think this is worth now coming out on my birthday and going out and having fun at this point for them are they enthusiastically endorsing it or are they addicted to it they're addicted to it but not strung out to the max like where they started doing it weekends and here and there at this point they're getting to that point where they're doing it but they still have money to buy it and not you it's know it's not ruining their it's lives. not ruining it yet yeah. but um that fell that happens quickly of course especially when you start adding cocaine and doing speed balls right. and crack and right. um so i try it I lay with this snorted girl. Or I snorted it. Yeah. I, I was, it, of course, after I snorted it, I lay with her and I cuddle. It was amazing. The feeling I'll never forget it. That moment. Yeah. Me and that girl. Like you and can then, tap into it. I mean, oh like the, yeah, the memory I, of well, a feeling. Yes, at that point, because I remember more so the the laying with her. Like yeah. you know, you lay with someone and you have that moment. You're like you're like. You know, you're like a mountain range. Maybe your honeymoon with your wife, and you're like, "We're married," and I love this moment. But like, you really, I felt like I was like, like falling, and I felt like one. It sounds goofy. It doesn't sound really dead. It was. It was. It made that euphoric feeling of like, I already think this girl's way beautiful than anyone else I should be with. Yeah. And now I'm holding her, and it was the most comfortable. Look what happened. Those two. I'm not a neuroscientist, but Uh, those two like synapses are merged like yeah. your love yeah and your self-esteem yeah, all, yeah. out of the out of your league yeah. as you said yeah girl this yeah. woman and this drug experience and those two needs are like being met like you're, you're probably your anxiety is gone and, oh and yeah euphoria yeah. and you're like with this person so it's just you know it's tricky when you you know when alcoholics their first drink was with their dad and it yeah. meant a lot to yeah them. yeah, you know yeah. What i mean it's tricky yeah, when we no. blend those it, it was it was it was so i'll never forget and then at first i was like all right i get it now i totally get what you guys are saying yeah about this but you know i don't want to do it again and of course like the feeling was great so i'm like a week later two weeks later i do it again with them and we do the same thing and it's amazing and then it was like a week later i do it again and that so now i've done it like three times but i'm like i'll never shoot it 
Yeah. But then what can happens? I, can I ask? Yeah. With that, this, uh, is it bad to talk about what it feels like? Is that inappropriate? No, 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 no. Because I'm, I'm just curious. Like, what would you liken it to? Yeah, I don't. I. Is I it, mean, I guess is it but, happiness or numbness? Is it like it's oblivion or is yeah. it like my skin feels amazing? You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, what is it? it? In the beginning, it is that. It's like, it, well, like you said too. There's no, you don't care if you feel, um, you know, like not seen. You don't. You feel yeah. numb. No pain. No back pain. No whatever pain. Yeah. So physically, you feel numb. And even your head, you just feel like I don't care about anything you right now. You just walked out of the moment. building. Yeah. You're the building and you just walked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Again, I don't know, you know, again, I know if you've, over the years, if you've ever broke a leg or got surgery and when you went to the hospital, they shot you up with Demerol or morphine. Yeah. It's that feeling like, you know, like all of a sudden you're like, my arm, my arm. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh. <laughs> but it does. It feels like that in yeah. the beginning, but yeah. then it becomes such a crutch. And, and again, at oh, first. Oh, buddy, yeah. To be very yes. clear, there's no yeah, part of me no. that's like, I want to yeah. do this. No, totally I've not. known yeah. people, so many people who've died. We've all known the epidemic, all this stuff. It's yeah. crazy. I don't mean the COVID. I mean the heroin epidemic. Yes, it really is. So many people. And that's the problem is, again, in my head, I was like, I can try it once. Yeah. And I won't do like it Kurt again. Cobain. Kurt yeah. Cobain, mm -hmm. had, in, in his book or some interview, he hated it the first time he did it. It made him sick. And mm -hmm. I feel like it's a normal thing to be yeah. like, and I'm out. Because yeah. everyone knows, but there's yeah. some other undiagnosed drive that's going to take you back to it. Does that, yeah, or, or yeah. just the hyper addictiveness of it? Yeah, I think the addictive. I, and again, I I have friends. I had a friend that used to run with me, and I do think it's true the disease of addiction and stuff because. Um, I had a friend, I swear, he would use with me. Like, when I started getting really bad, he would pick me up and be like, Jay, man, we got to get you help. And so I'd be like, but all right, before I get help, let's use. And he would use at me, and he'd use twice, and then he wouldn't use for two months, three months. Mm -hmm. Then I would get out of rehab if I went or whatever, and then I'd relapse, and he would try to help me out again, and we'd hang out for a couple weeks, and he would use a couple times with me because I'd be like, well, I'm not good. Anyway, Who point is- this is, man? This is like yeah, a- it was, but I swear, it was unbelievable. He would use and- and be able to stop it. But so also I do, his his generosity to well, help. he was very, he he was a good dude. He was yeah. he drove me at one point. I got really bad. I was in Cal, I was out here in Cali. Um, I hadn't really seen Kevin or talked to anyone. I sort of disappeared because I was so strung out. I lived with this girl, um, and um, sorry, I was still thinking about. I feel like I want to go back, and then you I'm going to tell you that. So really quick, with the because I was going yes. with this, I thought, oh man, I'll never, I won't, I won't. I started doing it on weekends. I was like, I'll never shoot up. Yeah, My yeah, mom yes, caught yes. AIDS. I'll never use a needle. And but what happens is your tolerance gets so like with anything, it gets higher. So where I used to be able to feel normal from ten dollar bag all of a sudden i needed thirty dollars just to feel normal oh, wow. and i only had 10 bucks this one day and i was like oh i'm so sick and this isn't gonna help and i got this one and so someone was like hey if you do it this way it'll work it goes straight to your blood course, it doesn't because yeah. nobody wants to snort it yeah. and go there but it you know so i was they're like if you only have one if you shoot it you won't need three bags. You'll just need one. Mm. So I was like, no way. But this person, I was like, you know, my mom got AIDS. But she's, it was a nurse. And she's like, look, I have a brand new bag, never opened, of syringes. So in my head, I'm like, oh, all right, this makes sense. 
So anyway, I'm just saying, even that's where like the addiction's yeah. so yeah. strong that I something I thought I'd never me, do. You help me understand because because honestly, I'm always compassion shopping. I, I want mm. more compassion. Mm. I keep thinking about Father Greg Boyle, who I loved. Have you read Tattoos on the Heart? I haven't. I haven't. It's great. It's yeah. it's about Homeboy Industries, this gang rehab. Mm. Uh, in LA and he talks about like standing in awe of what the poor have to carry instead of in judgment of how they carry it so you just caught me having like a weird like yeah who wants to shoot up needles mm. and you help me bridge that it's like it's because of a sickness and the mm. and lack of money and yeah. they have to yeah. you know what I mean it's like a if I don't do yeah. this, meaning nobody likes it, but you see no. how that sort of vilifies or monsterfies. It's like there's these people that like needles. You yeah, know what no, I mean? and then no, it's, it's even all even broken. and then even even sharing. You wonder like why would someone yeah, why would share? They because, because it's life or death. To them. Yeah, well, also because in the beginning you might be able to get a bunch of new ones from the you know the needle yeah. exchanges or this, but when you're stuck and you're sick and and you you're like oh I have this one that so and so used and it was in the trash but it's brand new he yeah. used it once it's yeah. sharp yeah i'll clean it out and use it or i won't clean it out because i don't have anything to clean it with and then yeah. you find yourself doing that like yeah, it's yeah, crazy yeah. i'm watching that show it comes up a lot alone it's where they put people in the woods and they have to live alone yeah. and when they catch a fish and they're like but it smells rotten but they yeah. eat it anyway yeah it's the same it feels similar to yeah, that it's yeah, like yeah. i i'm gonna starve to death if i don't eat yeah, this. yeah yeah so you're like this smells like shit i hope i don't get sick and you're yeah. like Maybe just go home, but yeah. like it's interesting. Just no, yeah, I, I have to check that out. Wait, you know what? It was so much job. fun. I got to just do uh, on on Discovery Jack with Jack Osborne is go look for Bigfoot, um, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. Sorry, when you said woods, that yeah. was did you find that's him? Right there. We did not find Bigfoot. <laughs> we heard some noises and got to hear some cool stories, but we, and then we did one. Uh, we went to Skinwalker Ranch. So we did another one with Jamie Skin Kennedy Walker. and Jack Osborne. What is Skinwalker? It, so it's in like I don't. Again, I keep getting them mixed up where I went for, to hunt for Bigfoot and that, but it's Utah <laughs> or Ohio. I'm always confusing. But it yeah, it's like I Idaho or Utah. Yeah, sure. Um, but there's a ranch that I guess you know is what a, a place. Is? Yeah, it's like that they walk on this weird like you know it's a oh okay it's like a beast that like walks on all four and we were we were looking for them because at this ranch there's supposed to be all this weird stuff and uh, the sightings of skinwalkers <laughs> so we went and looked for skinwalkers and then we got to it hasn't come out yet but we went and, uh, we went to this place called Ashmore Estates where there's supposed to be ghosts and stuff and we hunted for ghosts so my point is it's so much fun like, well we have to talk so about fun. all of that yeah dude it's on the card I ask everybody oh. about uh, ghosts whoops my drink oh nice um, also skinwalker is a, I believe it's a Native American term for someone in the tribe that turns on the tribe yes oh. which is so I'm not yeah I, I'm gonna stop saying I'm not everyone knows I'm not trying to be funny so like when we have shooters like like uh active shooter things they're like yeah. this isn't i'm not saying it's it's a phenomenon it's a modern phenomenon for sure but they have this term like if somebody in your own tribe turns on the tribe skinwalker that's, okay that's what i heard i mean yeah uh, yeah because well again what I, what we got is yeah it's something that like can change from human to like a, a beast or something. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it, uh, yeah, so I mean, again, I'm sure there's many, many, and we saw something on that. that you one. did? We saw something booked through this field. No, was, you didn't. It really, it's when if you go watch the episode, you could see it. We caught it on camera. You too. did? 
Yeah, it's really awesome. You, we still don't know what it is, I swear. You we saw still, a skinwalker? Yeah, yeah, well, we don't know if it was that, but yeah. whatever it was, was like moving very fast and like a shadow. And it wasn't one of our people that we were there with because we were like over here, base camp. We went out and we started searching. We got our cameras and we were looking for stuff. And we were way far away from that spot. And we were like, you know, we're looking with uh, um, night vision goggles and we had lights and all sorts of stuff to look to see if we saw anything funny we went to this spot where you're supposed to see a lot of uh activity in the sky and i swear all of a sudden jack's like look look and we all look and i swear it was this weird shadow it was so dark but there was like a shadow and the thing was like moving super fast and it wasn't any of our people yeah it's still weird that that was that was the one thing that i was like wow we still it wasn't we hunchback it larry the, the we sound went, operator no, no. hunchback Hunchback Larry! Well, what we did too is we found one of the guys on the crew was like, uh, you know, uh, he worked out every day and he was very fit and he was like, he ran marathons and all this. So we're like, try to walk as fast as you can from there to there and we timed it. And he couldn't, even like the most guy yeah, in shape, yeah. could not walk as fast at the same speed as this thing we saw. He, like he did his fastest to do it and we timed it and we did it like three times and he could not match the speed of whatever we saw. So... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> and what about the ghost hunting? Uh, that was fun. We heard things. We, you know, again, nothing. I'll be honest. Like nothing has really come out. We saw some weird things. We had a, um, we had a ghost box, and I swear What's it's that? a ghost box is like almost like a radio. You turn it on, it's like, and it's like staticky. Yeah, it's like staticky. But also we're like, we're, we're like, say something if someone's here. Someone's here, and all of a sudden it was like Jack. It like sounded like whatever was in there said Jack's name. Jack, um, it was really cool. You'll see in the episode. It was really, really cool. So stuff like that happened, but never have I like I didn't see like something floating that was like Jason. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Have you um, ever? I haven't. I haven't. You yeah. know, I, I. It would be awesome. I mean, again, you seem like a guy who maybe seen a UFO. I don't know why. I, <laughs> <laughs> if I seen one, I would believe me. I, but it's. I wonder. I wonder if I if I saw it with no proof, right? I could sit here for days and be like, "Listen, I'm telling you, yeah. I saw this thing and it was moving." Um, People might not believe you. Ever yeah, since that yeah. article about you dealing drugs, exactly. Nobody, nobody and, believes. Uh, but you know what? They said I was dead. Maybe I wasn't. I'm a ghost right now. You're sitting across from a ghost, my friend. Yeah. What's the, what's the difference? Aren't no, we just flesh ghosts? Yeah, exactly. We're just flesh <laughs> ghosts. <Meat sex>. <laughs> that's actually really interesting to me. It's like I saw something like that exists. Yeah. And like we exist. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we don't understand how. Yeah. We Exist, no exactly but we are like ordinary ghosts yeah that like go how around does this like, work yeah how does the heart work i always think Dude, every time my think wife <laughs> every time my wife has a baby it's like insane yeah that that like, her body little starts the baby goes yeah all of a sudden like she's it's it's been incredible like were you yeah. there for the birth yeah yeah for both wow. but both of our kids it's great you know honestly i i, I feel blessed it is is your both son, what's your son's name wolverine lucian lucian logan and lucian Wait, what's um, Lucy in a reference to? Anything? Lucy, it's a French name. We just really yeah. like the name. Well, is Logan an X-Men reference? 
It is for yeah, Wolverine, yeah, yes. Yeah. And lo- we knew before we had a boy or a girl, we're like, if we have a kid, we're naming him Logan. Before That's the movie, that. Logan. Before too. the movies yeah, yeah. and all that. Good thing so that movie was my good. Wife, yeah, my wife and I have been together for 17 years, but we've had a comic book store, Kevin and I, for 25 oh, I didn't years. Know that. In Red Bank, New Jersey. And his daughter's name is Harley Quinn, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Which, so, the voice of Harley Quinn just passed, by the way. The oh, animated really? series. Oh, I, didn't know I forget that. her name. Forgive me, but yeah. It's, it, anyway, that was just on my mind. Um, yeah. What are you supposed to do with that? Hey, Jay, yeah. <laughs> that actress just passed away. And you're like, no. Thanks for didn't Bob Barker too? Yeah, Bob oh, Barker. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Let's not say so close to a dollar. It's it's too soon. No. <laughs> it's too soon. I I mean, you know, it's like, it's I, I, as much as people get sad. Again, I was hard. I I felt bummed really bummed when stanley passed a huge fan uh i got to meet him what a great yeah, man yeah but he was 96 right 97 yeah, yeah. it's like and it's like that's a good age to, that's why i yeah. you know 99 the, the status of jokes right yeah so someone dies and they're 99 we have I've, I've been talking with val about this as my wife a lot about how human beings are really obsessed with justice i did stand up this weekend i make fun of my parents and it works pretty well. And if I give them a little joke where they make fun of me in it, where they kind yeah. of win, they love it because it yeah. like balances the scales. Yeah, yeah. But there's also a similar consideration when it's like someone died that was 99. So if Bob Barker died, this is interesting to me, the ethics of jokes when he was 29, yeah. no one's going to say like, that's, you know, you wouldn't make any joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. 99 kind of goes like good life, long yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. You, you hope, but it's yeah. weird that when you laugh, you are kind of doing this sort of checkbook balancing of like, uh, is it okay? Especially in a group, yeah. is this okay? And and long age is one of those indicators. Yeah, it's funny because I, I I feel like that's my, you know, I've been doing my uh, stand-up, uh, it's called J-Muse and his amusing stories and I tell stories more so than sets. But uh, my wife was saying she watches- I bet you're uh, like, great, that's so funny. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, I, well, we'll see. If you ever see it, you'll, you'll be like, well, maybe he wasn't. No. But no, uh, <laughs> but you know what I was telling her- I couldn't her, imagine I you not being compelling. <laughs> okay. that's, I'm going to say that right now. I, I haven't been able to- um, figure out that line like i'm always i've never do play work with people from the audience because i'm always worried i'm going to say like i'll watch people where they're talking about like they'll say some like pretty racy things that i'm like like i feel like i'm worried about doing that because i always feel like i'm going to be the one who's like well you should have not had so many kids or whatever and then they're like whoa dude that's not cool you know and then everyone's like tweeting about like he was you know he made this mom feel bad you know right right or whatever i don't know but just to give you an example so i've always it's funny you say you make jokes about people in the audience and they sometimes make you know yeah um and i again we've watched a couple i have a friend uh who's who's really funny dude he's been opening for me for like a year and a half which he has it now he just opened up for Bert Kreisner twice now for yeah. like a 10,000 people oh, wow. but I knew it I knew it. as soon as I could found him he, he won a contest to open up for me in like Kansas City oh wow and I afterwards I was like bro do you go on the road like can you come with me and open up for me he's like dude that would be an honor and now like a year later he's like he's, he's doing really well oh, but wow. I knew it he's really What's funny AJ Wilkerson edit that out. if you have yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no, but if you I'm ever just, get I'm a chance yeah, yeah. well if you ever get a chance look him up he, yeah. He, yeah he's he's That's very great. funny and he's doing well but the point is why did i say oh but he he also 
sort of messes with people in the audience yeah. and stuff. So it's just funny, but I, I'll watch him on when we're there, and I'll be like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna call these people out or something. But then I always get like, so oh, I'm yeah. still trying to figure that out, buddy. I am too, and in. It's not easy for me. So yeah. I actually, I have jokes where I make fun of my parents. So it's every set, there's like a little joke yeah, where yeah, I make yeah. fun of my parents. And after six shows this weekend, I go back to my, sometimes I go back to my hotel and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, like yeah, you yeah. just have this like vulnerability. <laughs> I'm quitting. No, I'm yeah, 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 it's not that the jokes yeah. didn't work. You just, you're like, you know, and, and they're nice jokes. They're not that mean yeah, about yeah. my folks, but it's just like, I'm, I'm up there talking about my parents. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there yeah. is a oh, cost yeah. to it. Then yeah. there must be a cost to you going up on stage. I'm yeah. assuming you talk about uh, your addiction yeah. and, and hard times. And yeah. Well, I, do you ever get a vulnerability hangover? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I feel like I, I for me right now, as much, as much as I've been doing it, I feel like there's stories. The good thing is for me, it's like, again, Kevin and I have been doing, we did our podcast live for so many years and put them out on, you know, afterwards. Um, people could listen. But I feel like I've shared a lot of my stuff like I really don't hold back much. I don't talk a lot about. I still don't really. I sometimes tell sex stories about me and my wife, some funny yeah. situations. <laughs> but it's like I never. So so I don't really. I, I'm an open book, I guess. I'm just saying. Like I, I see what I you're saying. Really, Somebody messaged yeah. me once, and they were like, "How do you?" Because you know, I wrote a book, and I talk about being at Ram Dass's house and really wanting to jerk off and it's embarrassing stuff. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. And they were like, "How do you get there?" And I was like. I said what you said, which is like you just practice and and the more you do it and you see that the sky doesn't fall, yeah. whatever the fantasy is, they're all going to point at you and say shame or whatever. It doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Then you actually, I wouldn't trade it for the world, like being able to say like, hey, do you have a small penis? And yeah. like, let's talk about my yeah. weird balls and whatever yes. it is. That to me is, there's a spaciousness of life that when I talk to other people that are like uh, tight, yeah, like it's almost like they're still in high school and they're like, yeah. Hello. I the way I say it is you ever talk to someone who's on a who talks like they're on a conference call and they're not on a conference yeah, call? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Hello, Jason, how are yeah, you? Yeah. Let's circle back to what we were talking about. It's like <laughs> we're at coffee right now. And it's because they've been so steam cleaned. They're victims. Yeah. They yeah, really yeah. are. And you just want to give them, I don't know, a week in Hawaii to run around naked yeah. and howl at the moon. You know, I love just, it. let's yeah. break them open. This episode is sponsored by Better Help. I don't know if you're like me. I've got a very, very active brain, and very often thoughts keep me up at night. Sometimes I get up to pee, I come back to bed, and it just starts flooding out. Repetitive, unhelpful, obsessive thoughts, stress, anxiety. There's always something to worry about. Turns out, one great way to make those racing thoughts go away, and I know this from experience, is to talk them through. These are unresolved things that are begging for our attention, and talk therapy is a wonderful way to unravel that web. Therapy gives you a place to do this so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. I've benefited so much from therapy. I always say it's greater than the sum of its parts. Talking to a trained professional helps in ways that honestly I don't think we even fully understand. It's a deeply human thing. It's a need and it makes a difference. It's gotten me out of toxic relationships, bad work situations. It's helped me get healthier in my body because when I clean it up upstairs, it helps me clean up my life in the third dimension. It's a huge 
coping skill. It's a huge way to set boundaries with family, with friends, with work, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com weirdo today for 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash weirdo. We're also brought to us by another product that has absolutely changed my life for the better. It's a part of my morning routine. Here we are on Monday morning. I just did this. Element. Element is a uh, delicious additive. It's, it's silly to call it a powder. It's so much more than that that you pour in your water. For me, I got this from Dr. Huberman. Every morning, I start with water that has minerals in it. We're talking about magnesium, potassium, and sodium to jumpstart your day. It's incredible for after workouts, but it's also just a part of my routine, flooding my system with that stuff that it's craving. Healthy hydration is what we're talking about. And Element knows it's not just about water, it's about water plus electrolytes. The problem is so many things that have electrolytes in them are crammed with sugar. This is zero sugar. I do it when I'm fasting. It doesn't break my fast. Element is a huge part of my wellness program, part of my morning routine that I genuinely look forward to. I start it. I like their watermelon salt in the morning. Sometimes at night, I do their chocolate salt, uh, and I do it hot, like a hot chocolate. It's incredible, especially when I'm fasting. feels like I'm giving myself a treat. But like I said, I'm flooding my cells with this very, very specific blend. It's an optimum ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium for health, performance, energy, and recovery. Because when you're not hydrated, what, what happens? Headaches, low energy, cramps, confusion, it sucks. So get yourself something that makes water taste way better, makes me drink more water, which is awesome. Get it in and enjoy it, and uh, get those elements that you need L-M-N-T, by the way. It's not Element, it's L-M-N-T. They have a fantastic offer for us. Just go to drinklmnt, drinkelement.com slash weird and use promo code weird at checkout and you'll get a free Element sample pack when, with your order when you order. My, my friend Ken, who, who's a, a longtime friend of mine, listener to the podcast, he texted me, he's like, is Element legit? I texted him back, I was like, it is legit. And now he sends me pictures of him drinking it. It's fucking, it's the best. Get it in your daily routine. You will not regret it, especially after you exercise. It's a fantastic feeling to get those things back into your body that you are craving. Drinkelement.com slash weird. All right, everybody, let's get back to Jason. Wait, did you say, why did you look over here? Oh, that's a Ram- picture of Ramdas right there. And now, sorry. Uh, Who is that? Were- so yeah, when you went to, did you say you were with him? Sorry. Yeah, explain. yeah. I, do you know him? I don't. Oh, he's he's a spiritual teacher. He wrote "Be Here Now." Okay. Which, oh, it's my T-shirt. Okay, great. So he wrote a book. Yeah. And and he's he a spiritual t- teacher. That he's also the guy that got kicked out of Harvard. Timothy Leary and Ramdas, Richard Alpert, like were the ones that like kind of brought LSD into <laughs> into America. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because it was legal. Okay. So there was a company called Santos that they ordered, like, they used Harvard. It's kind of like this pretty, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, but renegade story where they were researchers, they're therapists, psychotherapists. They discovered LSD. Timothy Leary did mushrooms in Mexico. 
told Richard Alpert about it, they Tim Leary's quote about it was like in his trip, and who knows how strong these mushrooms were, but he was like, I experienced like ten years of therapy in five hours. Yeah, that, yeah. that was his experience. Yeah. So they're like, we need to look into this. So at some point, I think they bought a million dollars worth of LSD uh, yeah. and brought it in. And if have you ever heard set and setting? Like if you do a psychedelic, you got to be careful of your set and setting. Yes, yes, yes. Like yes. how you feel and where you are. Yes. That's them. That's their research. Okay. I mean, it sounds yeah, silly yeah. that somebody had to figure that out, but somebody had to figure out like yeah. it It matters who you're with, where you are, totally. how you feel, if you're regulated, yes. you know, if you're... Yeah, because I... And so, so and then on campus, did they wind up they got giving it to, to students? Saying, being That's like, where they went... Here, well, let's do a test here. They went goofy, yeah. yeah. They gave it to grad students... And that was going okay. Because again, it was legal. Yeah. And they were doing the research and it was really exciting. But they were, here's the, I think the two mistakes, according to the board they made was, they did it themselves. So they were also doing it. And that's, they would, they said that wasn't good science. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, obviously I'm going to side with them. I'm like, you kind of have to know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then two, uh, they gave. They started giving it to undergraduates, okay. and one of it. I I might be getting this wrong, but Andrew Wheel. Have you ever seen that guy with the big bushy gray beard? He's like a, a holistic medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always barefoot. He kind of looks yes. like Rick Rubin, but Rick <laughs> yeah, Rubin yeah, yeah, yeah. in a little, I don't know, different shape. Anyway, that guy was the student that did it, and they found out, and that shut it all down. Oh, so wow. they both got booted. But then Ramdas went to India, started giving LSD to um, monks and like the sadhus, the like wandering yeah. holy people. Because yeah. he was like, what is this? Yeah. And this is this story's almost over, but like they would take it and some people were like, meditation is better. And he's like, excuse me? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, he was yeah. like, what? And then he gave it to the man right, right over there. That's Maharaji up there in the corner. You probably can't see it. But that was his guru in uh in india and he gave him something like 700 milligrams of lsd which is like seven tabs yeah uh, micrograms and um nothing happened so he was like what what's what's going on how could somebody ingest that much and just be kind of like hello yeah yeah, yeah. he was like he thought he was gonna break him yeah, yeah <laughs> he was yeah. worried he was gonna break him he didn't say take 700 he was like this is all i have and he he just took all of it but he was trying to show him that this is my paraphrase that the the places that those psychedelics are unlocking are are inside of us. Like you can trudge through the snow yourself. You don't need to get a ride there. Yeah, you can yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. go in. And the point isn't just pretty colors and stuff. It's to find yeah, yeah, yeah. the essence of being. Well, I know that, that they. I know that they are doing. Um, and I, for like drug for, for to get people off drugs too i know there's i forget there's like a route too that people take well people on heroin that, sometimes right? take ayahuasca uh, I, that's it yeah. ayahuasca yes yeah so yeah. there's all these things which, so it all makes sense but wow i didn't know there was and you went to see him or is that what you're yeah, saying yeah i sat with him uh a couple times two separate um this is spiritual bragging it's so stupid i just want to i just want to yeah, note uh, that 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 I was privileged to be able to sit with him twice on private yeah. retreats, where we nice. basically just sat quietly. I mean, he was in his eighties; he had had a stroke, yeah. so he wasn't. I wasn't. He wasn't like lecturing to me. Yeah, just yeah. kind of hung out nice. and talked. And yeah, he was very nice. meaningful to me. But I was raised like evangelical, like kind of fundamentalist y So he's like your he's like your Stanley. He's yeah. my Stanley. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. that is my Stanley. Yeah, yeah, very nice. I it's love interesting. It. Comic yeah. books I have a lot of that. 
you know, there's a lot of like the hero's journey and stuff in yeah. that. Where where are you religiously? We usually get that at the end. Were you raised in a certain way? And did yeah. anybody did comic books steer you towards yourself at all? Uh, no. Um. I so I was with my grandma. She was Methodist Baptist. Uh. So she would she would you know I would go to Sunday school with her. She'd go to church. I'd go in Sunday school and then started going to church with her on Sundays. You know, in the church we would go to, like the priest would bust out a bass and be like, "Blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion, send it down in the holy mountain." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It was all, it was actually, yeah, he was, he was, it was like the whole band, like the priest at the bass, and then, you Wait, know. Wait, with the callers? Well, no, 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 yeah, they, okay. they were in like regular, yeah, regular clothes. clothes, yeah, okay. yeah. Plain but, clothes officers. Playing music and stuff, so that part I didn't mind, because people would get up and be dancing, and, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, but, and then they also also do, which I still don't understand as a kid like i would see they'd come up and they'd do the oil and then they'd be like you're healed you know and they'd fall and we they would do the the hour or hour and a half of sermon and stuff with people laying all over the ground being like you know and they would say that the demons were leaving their body like they were being they were being like cleansed or whatever and i still don't because it's like for me, even as a kid, I was like, there's no way they like were like, hey, man, we're this week, yeah. you're the one who's yeah. going to be on the ground. Yeah. Pretend, sit there for an yeah, hour, yeah, yeah. do your thing. Yeah. But they would sit there for a good hour, like making noises. Sometimes they'd be quiet, but some yeah. of them would yeah. be like, and you know, they'd speak in tongues and yeah. stuff. Um, and so it's I like, grew they, up- It is playing, a phenomenon. Yeah. We, can, we can say it's a phenomenon. Like yeah. the, the critic wants to say there's no way they were involuntarily compelled to do it. Mm. But there's, I think there's something about- What's his name? Darren Brown? Is he the magician? Can you give that mm. a Google, please, Katie? There's a guy who does did this very, very interesting show. And it's on Netflix where he did, he's like, I'm an atheist. I don't mm. believe in any of this. And he then he proceeds to say, this is a healing ceremony. When I come back out, we're going to do like exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And he does it all. He tells them oh. it's fake. Yeah, yeah. And then he plays music and he gets people excited and he uses all the language. And somebody who was raised religious, I'm like getting the chills because it's like powerful. Yeah, yeah. And he and he has people who like have arthritis and stuff lift 500 pounds or something. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. And it's like, what is going on here? So he used it to be like, this is my assumption on what his point was. Look at what nonsense it is. It's just hysteria. It's just contagious enthusiasm or yeah. whatever or peer pressure i looked at it as like no this seems like there's something greater than the sum of its parts that's created when like human beings get together mm -hmm. I, i'm using more like mythical language i suppose mm -hmm. or it's like you've kind of proven how magical we are in my in my language i go mm -hmm. look how magical that is yeah yeah and he's like no it's just a psychological phenomena and i'm like you know potato potato <laughs> yes yeah, because right? it is amazing yeah, yeah like people did drop their crutches and stuff yeah. did you find what it's called darren yeah darren brown he's truly incredible and i don't could you maybe find what that special is called I think it's called like believe for faith or something. I don't know. It, it, That's what my. I remember my ma had me bring her when she was very sick. So she gets out of jail. She she has AIDS. Yeah. She's withering away, 
and she had me bring, and I wish I could remember the guy's name, but it was one of those healers. She, you know, she really, she would watch you, him. Where was it? Uh, it was in Jersey, but it was at like the Coliseum or whatever, uh, mm. exit 116 or Oh, whatever. so he had like a massive event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went on tour. And, yeah, and she wanted me to bring her. We brought her because he picks people from the audience, wow. and they come up on stage in crutches or wheelchair and Whoa. heals them, and she really was convinced if she could just get there yeah. and he saw her he would heal her and maybe yeah. cure her of her sickness and, and he didn't see her no he didn't you know he didn't get to see her or anything yeah. but it's again but it was her belief she really i feel like deep down like she believed if she could get on that stage she would get healed you know? and there's a real power to that yeah one of the most uncomfortable realms of science it seems for for i don't know i'm i'm uh being presumptive but like the placebo effect is the most interesting thing that mm. none of us are talking about. Mm. We give a control group a sugar pill yeah. and we give these people the real thing. And like 70% of the sugar pill people are like, my echinacea is gone. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah. why the fuck is it gone, yeah, Diane? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, why yeah, the yeah. fuck? So there is, and it goes back to your lack of self-esteem. It mm. goes back to like, what I'm saying is these agreements that we're making with ourselves, what we deserve, what I'm not, this is not the clip that gets pulled of Pete right. saying people are asking for disease. Yeah. I'm saying the placebo effect suggests that there's some sort of component that we don't understand. Yeah, like That's mind over saying. matter type of thing. Well, what's going on? Right? Yeah. And, and if we were yeah. in India, we'd be having a much more interesting or a much yeah. more comfortable conversation because yeah. I would never want, and I'm saying this very firmly, yeah. nobody who's sick, it's their fault. That is not yeah. what I'm saying. I'm saying that there seem to be people that are like, like Joe, Joe Dispenza is one of those guys who had a back problem and, and he like through meditation, like went in and visualized his back yeah, fixing yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. Read his book. Don't take my word for it. Yeah, but yeah. he's very interested in the placebo effect. But I, I, I know, I, I certainly don't know what your mom felt. I do know what it's like. I had this thing on my hand. I had to get surgery. I used to sit and meditate and imagine my hand getting better, and and, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Doesn't. What I'm saying is, so am I an idiot because I couldn't heal my hand? Certainly not. But is he full of shit because he did heal his back? Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. or someone goes on stage and, I guess what we're talking about is the power of belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we were listening. Like when I believe in you, it matters. Like if you're about to go on stage, a small example, yeah. and I say, like I, what I said to you, I was like, there's no way you can't be compelling. Yeah. Be yourself. Yeah, yeah. That helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that as a performer. Yeah, but if you were like, dude, you're going to You're going to fucking really suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the yeah. Seinfeld you episode. Well give up. The pilot's <laughs> yeah. in the audience, and, yeah. and you just freak out because the pilot's in the audience. Yeah. Words are spells, Yeah. and I know that sounds crazy, and I've said this a million times, but they, they have data on like, if I use certain words, you behave a different way. Yeah, it, I, we can I, affect your behavior. It's a joke. Where I always, my wife and I, she start. Now I feel like she gets it more, but sometimes she'll get upset because she used to like not realize, and she might call me before I'm about to get on stage and be like, you know, your your daughter's giving me a lot of crap, and I'm really upset, and I'm da 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 da, and I'm like, please don't call me before my show. And give me news that I'm gonna obsess about or think about. And I she's was like, "Well, that's selfish." I'm like, "No, no, no, no." It's honest. Understand. No, I'm like, I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to make yeah, everyone laugh. Yeah. She gets it now. I'm just saying, like, it is same thing though. What you're saying, buddy. It's like, when yeah. I did New Faces in Montreal, <laughs> which was a huge, huge. I think about this every time I go to Montreal. The the there's a comedy fest there. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a. It was my first big break, and my girlfriend at the time, and we laughed about this years later did a very similar thing. She called me, she, it's like three hours before my show, and she just like, 
was like panicking and kind of yeah. crying, something in her family. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the phone and I'm just like, to be honest, I was breaking up with her in my mind because yeah, I was yeah, like, you yeah. can't, this doesn't work. Yeah, no, I'm about 100%. to go up in yeah. front of, in my opinion, everyone who matters. Yes. And you just made me worry about no, it's true, your dog it's, or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, and I was, yeah. and to your greater point, and I'm glad that your wife figured that out. Val and I figured that out. And this isn't performer specific. Like it's actually the much more loving thing to do to say this might not make sense. You know, it's not It's not maybe a normal thing, yeah. but I'm trying to be in a certain headspace. And in fact, that's your job. Yeah. And all of that news will keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll keep. Yeah. If you're like, you know, in a situation right now and I can do something right now, maybe, absolutely, we can break the rule. But like, let's honor the job. Yeah. So much of my job as, uh, as a performer is carving out allowances for things that look like leisure time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I need quiet. Somebody just texted me. I was in Denver. They texted me. They're like, "Uh, do you want to get lunch or do a thing or this or this? And I just wrote back. I was like, I don't hang out when I'm on the road. Yeah. And I was like, it's not you. I don't hang out. And they were completely understood. But it took me about 20 years to get to the place. Yeah, yeah. People came into my green room the other day at Largo and they were like, are we bothering you? And I said, not yet. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I wasn't being an asshole. I was just like, not yet. This is okay. Thank you for asking. Yeah. I I was wondering what you do if we can go all the way back to something like Clerks, what did you do to get in the mood? Because I know we don't always, guys like us, talkers, you know, emoters, you're out there, you're being hilarious and funny. How do you get in the zone to do that? You know, it's funny, for Clerks, there was, I was so nervous. I didn't plan on doing Clerks. You know, Kevin and I grew up same town, same high school, and we started hanging out. And he's like, hey, you have this weird sense of humor. I'm writing a movie. And while I was writing it, I wrote a character based on you for you. And we're going to be filming. I saved money. I was like, whatever. I was putting roofs on houses at this point. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I really didn't think anything of it because it wasn't like now where people are doing podcasts and, you know, TV, raising money, Kickstarter. It was still fringe. It was was weird. VHS, shoulder camera, like, you know. Wait, they shot clerks on VHS? No. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. That was like the only available camera for the norm. Yes. He went and rented one, but... I didn't even know you could do that. Like, yes. You know what I mean? And this was um, at a time when it was like, okay, buddy. You yeah, know, now exactly, now yeah. a kid goes, I'm making a movie, and you're like, you submit it to festivals. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like, we understand. Yeah, yeah, we understand now. So it really, I didn't think anything of it. And so, but when it came time, finally, he was like, I got the camera. You're going to come here after we shut. We're going to close the convenience store when I'm done working around 10 o'clock at night, be here, here's your script and stuff. And I just remember being so nervous. And the first scene we shot, I was like, you know, Olaf, sing Berserker. (laughs) Girls think sexy. And, you know, like, I was so nervous. And I like a scarecrow, like, like you're like really planted was. in the ground, yeah, rigid. Like I, like I had no. Answer. And you got a scene partner who yeah. doesn't talk. Exactly, that doesn't help. And so, it's the director. Yeah, he's smoking, and you can see in his eye that he's like, yeah. "This isn't going exactly yeah, how I like, hope." And then so I'm like, "Can everyone in here?" So like, if we were in a room like this, and there's like you're the she's camera, you're sound, and he's here, I'd be like, "Can she go in and you go in?" And like, but Kevin's like, "Dude, how are we gonna run the camera?" And I'm like, "Just hit record." and run in the room i was so you nervous wanted I, mean, to leave. I wanted everyone out of the quick stop when i filmed when i was filming unless it was brian of course if we were doing a scene i had to do dialogue with them but i was so nervous but after the first day um you know i at did that any time, of that get used 
no none of that yeah. thing he had to he had to do an insert if you go back there's an insert of me and him using we're like moving our feet and they had to throw that in because they couldn't cut back to me being like olaf sing berserker so he luckily he had done some inserts for feet you know wow. some sounds they and cut stuff. away yeah so he cut away to that but after we felt after we did that he's like yo take a couple hours we're gonna shoot this and so i had to drink a little blackberry brandy and smoke and it made me ease up a little bit yeah um and so i got through it luckily yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah so and it took even then all of a sudden it's like all right, I thought it was in. blackberry brandy <laughs> yeah but i'm favorite. gonna need a blackberry brandy <laughs> it was, Find it was like, <laughs> an old lady store <laughs> no there Were was they at werther's <laughs> there was a bar right next door and they sold little pints of blackberry brandy it was great oh my so, god <laughs> But I had to. I was, you it was such up. an interesting thing. And then, yeah, and even after that, if you go back, like, then we do Mall Rats. And again, I had to be at a studio movie. And they're like, Kevin's like, you can't be like that. This is a studio movie, and there's Wait, 40 crew members. Or drunk on Blackberry. Either Brandy. or. Yeah. yeah, either or. Because I <laughs> you couldn't. You know what? Drink. Both ways yeah. won't work. Because they insured me, you know? So that was, oh, they're like, wow. you're insured. You can't drink on set, and you can't smoke on set, and do all that. Um, so they they didn't even hire me the first scene I had to do the scene with the producers watching and on standby this has been out there so I can mention it but on standby they had auditioned Jays and on standby if I messed up if I was like snooch to the nooch uh, the first day the producers were like he's going home Seth Green's coming in no shit <laughs> Seth Green, oh, yeah, yeah, Seth Green had auditioned and they liked his performance best. And he had done movies and stuff. Rotate so in yeah. Seth Green? So now yeah. you're performing sober, nervous, and with Seth Green's haunting green eyes in the yeah. wings? Yeah, yeah. But again, for me, it's like Kevin. I'm joking, the, the, Seth. I'm just saying, like, it's a lot of tension to have someone was, that though. talented. It was. It was watching and ready to pounce. They weren't paying for my hotel, they weren't paying for per diem, the flight. Kevin had a putt fly me out to minnesota i had to sleep on his floor until the producers saw the first day of dailies and watched and me then live okayed it. and then okayed it and thank goodness i was like i gotta do this i gotta do this and you know the first three scenes we shot i still was nervous yeah. but i got through it and i did my best and they were like all right he's good we're gonna let him do Get it the so, fuck out yeah so, so, so it was nerve-wracking those days i mean I, li I really just would sit there and be like all right and i would read the script over and over and over and so you were trying movies, to be word perfect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your performances always seem, and this is a compliment, yeah. they seem like you're just talking. Yeah, well, because again, it, it, it wrote took time. Or... Yeah, everything written, so for Clerks, Mallrats, um, Chasing Amy, is pretty much those years of me saying things, doing things, and him writing down and remembering. Right. And even on, like, as I got older and things happened, Clerks 2, you know, like... Um, Clerks 2, for example, when I do the talk and do this, and he plays Goodbye Horror, it's because I was, I had just found out who sang that song, Q Lazarus, and I burnt the CD, and I had that, I had my mixtape, and every time Kevin would pick me up to go somewhere, um, I'd put the CD in, it would be like, Goodbye Horse. But, and, and since I've known him, I've always, like, he would be like, I'll be right back, I'm gonna use the bathroom, and I'd like pull my pants on and tuck, and he'd come in, I'd be like, What's up, bro? And he'd be like, Dude, what are you doing? And I'd be like, Snooch to the douche, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had, I, <laughs> so, so I had always been tucking and doing weird stuff, and then at the point when he was writing Clerks 2, 
I, I had played Q Lazarus over and over. So in his head, he popped, boom, I'm going to have Jay outside and he's going to put on the music box and be like, eh, you know. So oh he, and I had really gotten arrested for a deployed airbag. We, me and the, my girlfriend were driving to Newark, New Jersey. We got into an accident. Not too bad that the car couldn't drive, but the airbag blew up. We pushed it down. We go buy drugs in the projects. We're driving home. We get pulled over. And we get arrested. And so when Kevin wrote, the guy comes up, he goes, hey, man, where you guys been? And, um, and I'm like, yo, man, we've spent six months in rehab for a deployed airbag. <laughs> that really happened, and Kevin wrote it in the script. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's the cool thing is Kevin's been writing my voice and, and changing and yeah. you know reboots about me being a father. Jay and Bob, Jay finds yeah. out he's yeah. a father yeah. because I actually just had a kid, yeah. uh, Logan, you yeah. know? It's um, very loving. It right? is. It's great. It's it's Everybody been great. Everybody would love to have a witness that yeah. like appreciates your mm. essence. Like it's yeah. not just we got six months of rehab for a deployed airbag. There's a lot of people that would hear that and not think. I mean, there's yeah. millions of people yeah. that would hear that. A lot of them wouldn't even think it was funny. Yeah. A lot of them would think it was yeah. funny. And then, like, it seems like one guy would yeah. think it was funny and write it down. Like a very yeah. special yeah, person. Yeah. 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 So it like huh. it sort of like graced you with this. Does it feel loving to you? hundred percent. No, yeah, he's. It's been years. Again, that's why I, the great thing. It's been thirty years we've been friends, and even longer friends. Sorry, but but over thirty years being friends, and he continues to write. You know, he wrote me in all his movies. Um, and he's always looked out like when I've been messed up, he threw me in rehab. We're going to be doing this movie, you know, and, and it's like, you can't be doing this movie. We're strung out. So he yeah. put me in, helped me get in rehab. Uh, I, but yeah, we ever, that's that purpose. Remember yeah. when I was saying in the village, yeah. if we need you to go get fish, yeah, you yeah. can't be on heroin. Yeah, yeah. There is something about like, like a big thing with homeboy industries, so that's the gang rehab. Yeah. A lot of it is get these guys jobs, get these men and women yeah. jobs, get them purpose, get them something yeah, to do, and it makes a huge difference. It In does. fact, it used to be called, before it was called homeboy, it was called jobs for a future, because that was like, I that was their guess or their, I bet if people have work, something, something to, to do, do. 100%. Yeah. There's just less hopelessness. Yeah, because it's tough when you take out, especially because it's not even when you're, when you're using and you're strung out, really strung out. It's like not even just you take away the drugs and now your mind's firing full capacity and stuff, but you also you spend so much time with the ritual of like i said after you get strung out you wake up and you're like what am i going to do today i'm going to get sick and i don't have yeah, any money yeah. so maybe i can sell this and we'll drive it to the pawn shop and then after the pawn shop if they take it whatever we have we'll call the dealer and maybe we'll meet him here and that'll probably get us through the night and your yeah, days yeah. consist of like yep, driving survival. Drug but survival, when you get yeah. sober it's weird because you loot you almost miss that ritual you're happy you're not doing you it miss prison yeah the structure of prison yeah, yeah. so it's it, it, it yeah so that to have a job makes such a difference because you I have like. something else to pour that intensity yes. into 100 absolutely so your shoes were in my dream last night right well nice thank yeah. you they're you know i got these for yeah, uh can i tell you yeah i don't mean that this ain't a brag braggy thing go ahead anything, i actually wrote I, down here crazy gift story um <laughs> I, I oh i got a good one um <laughs> But these were, and, it, 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 and it's funny that you say that because it ties into the same person. So I bought these and got these because I went, got to go to the wedding of Ben and Jennifer. Oh, Lopez. wow. Yeah. So we got invited to go to Savannah and go to the wedding. Um, and, and 
to me, it was exciting because Ben and you know I've worked with Ben a bunch. That's ben so and I What's his friends. Cell phone number? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like we're friends, but again, he he was dating, got married, had kids, and then yeah. now he's with uh, new. Got married again, um, you know. And I have kids, and so we don't. It's not like I talk to him every day or every week or month, even. Like sometimes I haven't seen him or talked to him in six months or sure. whatever. But anyway, so I bought these, and I bought them for the wedding. I wore them at the wedding, and then I put them in my closet. So that's why they're like nice. <sighs> And I want oh, to I have a pair of these here, that know? are completely new because I love these shoes. Yeah, so it's good. I have the white wedding sneakers, and, and so, I'm honored that you wore them today, sir. Thank you. <laughs> the second time I wore them, the wedding in here. No great. shit. Yes, so in a way, I'm Ben Affleck and Katie's JLo. Is that safe I, I, to say? 100%. I actually wrote down Affleck. I'm a huge Affleck fan. So let me tell you about my gift then. Okay. So he goes, okay. <laughs> So, so when, uh, so at one point I was hanging out with Ben a little more and, um, we were spending time. I actually lived at his house for a little bit when I got out of rehab. Didn't Kevin live at his house too? Well, Kevin bought his house years later. That's and, what it is. And owned it for 20 years. He actually just moved. It must be fun to but, fart where Affleck farted. Yeah. Well, the cool thing was fun for me is I got the fart where Affleck farted. <laughs> And I got the fart where Kevin lives. It's funny because I Ke Kevin's bedroom had this huge eight person tub, and I remember when he's like, I came over the first time and he moved in. It eight was his person house. tub? Yeah, like, it's like it's not a jacuzzi. There's like a tub, but I had, I got to make love in it, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I made love here. I had a little sex there. I had a little sex there before Kevin even did, even though he owned the house. And I was like, ha ha. You know? <laughs> I was like, my balls touch his toilet before yours, you know. Um, but, um, so when we were hanging, a bunch, you know, <laughs> you know, he's a, Ben's a huge, uh, Red Sox fan yeah. and I'm a Yankees fan. I'm not huge in the baseball. Don't get me wrong. But growing up in Jersey, yeah, I sure. always like Yankees. I went to Yankees game. It's a cool hat. Yeah. And it's a cool hat. It's a cool right? hat. Yeah. I mean, so, how much does that help? If you had yeah. the hat of the, like the 1986 Pirates, I don't think no, it would be the no, franchise no. it is today. It was no, it was uh, you know, and then I then I changed it out for the Sharks had a really cool hat. They that, do, yeah, right? and that was a very 90s hat. Yes, or maybe even early. Yeah, because they just came cool out on the team, the new yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I make it. So it's I forget which series it was, but it was like a big seven game series, Yankees versus Red Sox, and um, I'm like, yo, Yankees are gonna crush Sox. And I'll, and he's like, you want to make a bet? I'm like, yeah. I was like, what's the bet? I bet he, he said that dead serious. Oh, he was like, ready there was to go. no humor in no. that. And he's so he that had, was scary. Affleck. <laughs> he had uh, this really nice GXXR 1000 motorcycle that I really loved, and that was his. And then he had a couple other motorcycles. But I'm like, if I win the bet, how about you give me that bike? He's like, all right. And he's like, well, what do I get if you lose? I was like, I don't know. I was like. I'll get a tattoo of the Red Sox symbol on my body. And he's like, no, you won't. I was like, I will. And so, <laughs> so the game happens. I lose the bet. Yes. You can't see it now. I've covered it up, but you can sort of see it. I can the, see it. Yeah. I can see it. So Wait, I, was that a clause in there? Like you can't cover up the the B for a for couple, a couple years. years? Yeah, it, it was? was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you banged it out? Were lawyers yeah. involved? Yeah, well, yeah, not really. But That's I, so <laughs> funny. I can kind of, I wouldn't have seen it. But yeah, so I got the B. So I lose the bet, and he's like, "You lost, man. You got to get a tattoo." But he didn't push me on it. He wasn't like, "Dude, you're getting it today. You're getting it today." He's just like, "You got to get a tattoo." And then he laughed about it and walked away. And I don't think he thought anything of it, honestly. 
But a couple days later, me and my buddy that was working for him and helping him out, whatever, him and I go to the tattoo shop. I get the Red Sox tattoo. I come back. I'm like, look, I told you I'd get it. He's like, I cannot believe you went Did he laugh? And he laughed about it, and he couldn't believe I did it. He's like, you're crazy. You didn't have to get it, really. And I was like, well, now you tell me. But he's like, listen, you got to keep that for a couple years. But it's a good story. It's a good story. But here's even a better story. So then I'm like, man, I was like, he's like, I can't believe you went through with it. This is in like whatever month. I, I don't know. Christmas was close. I know that. When is, I don't know if you guys know when baseball ends. Let's just pretend that's the month of. I don't know. know. October. October, exactly. So November, December, a couple months from Christmas. So I do the bet. I get the thing. He can't believe it. All of a sudden, I come to his house Christmas Day or the day after Christmas. I come over. I was like, hey, Merry Christmas. Good to see you. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I'm with my buddy that works with him. And all of a sudden, he goes, come here. I got something for you for Christmas. I go, what? He goes, come downstairs. So we go out downstairs. We go outside. He opens up the garage and a Christmas bow on the GSXR. Because I went through the bet, he gave me the motorcycle for Christmas as a anyway, Christmas gift. Anyway. Oh, my God. It was so nice. My mind It's like exploded. a Bible story. It's amazing. How he it was, did again, the he, tattoo, and I gave him the bike anyway for being again. a good son. It was amazing. <laughs> serious. I was, so that's your gift thing. Yes. So yeah. but Dude, it, look, at the, look at the card. It says Affleck. <laughs> That's Here it says name drop. Sometimes I say, tell me a name droppy story. Yeah. But right under that is crazy gift. So we got Affleck and crazy gift yeah, right there. One, right? And it happened. And a name drop too. And, jo- and, and a yeah, name drop. Yeah. I'll tell you another dude, name what drop. what am I saying? It's an Affleck. It's, it's a name drop and it's, it's a, a crazy d- gift. Yeah, it's the trifecta. And dude, trilogy, you know what it says there? Party. I'm going to count it because it was Christmas. Uh, yeah, so it was. I love it. I love it. I love it. So yeah, it was, again, it was Was it his cool. bike or did he get you It was one? his. It was his okay, bike. That's yeah. even more meaningful. It was. It really was because it was like, Again, it was exactly the bike because he had another bike too that like was really cool that i mean he had a couple at the time and that's the one he knew i wanted and he gave it to me which was very sweet wow. so anyway, doesn't he yeah. have a crazy tattoo on his back you know i know he got that years and years later and i don't think i've ever you've seen never talked that, about so I, it no and i've never I'm seen not, it this isn't even that yet. kind of podcast i no. just i know people he was like a meme or something and i was kind of like I want to know the story, but it's a cool story. Yeah, I forget. I think someone had mentioned the story, and I don't remember. I don't remember what it was for exactly. Yeah, maybe one of those movies or something. But yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. I'm matter. I'm so pro Affleck. It's not like <laughs> is it something sad or weird? It wasn't even that. What about? No, dude, you don't even have to tell any more stories. Except, I've told a bunch, right? No, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm out of here, man. I've done enough. No, you have no, done enough. Kidding. I'm literally looking at this and I'm like, I don't need to put another quarter no, in this we, jukebox. Yeah, it was good. What it is the good. thing you wanted to promote? Because your your Sorry, reps, yeah, yeah, oh your rep said that you had some giveaway or something. Yes. Yeah. Where's my phone? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, you don't mind, I'll, I'll I'm going to cheat and use my phone. No, I want you to use. Your I phone. had so much fun. I almost forgot about this. So yes, we are doing a cruise. It's going to be the. I want to say it a nice word for word. I was going to just try to spit it out. Uh, I want you to read but, it. Yeah. So here You've we go. You've already had your Seth Green waiting in the wings experience. <laughs> the rest of your life can be nice and easy. Okay. <laughs> so this is going to be the cruise SQ giveaway. Um, enter your chance to win a balcony cabin for two on a cruise SQ. Um, it's uh, the, the enter to win. It's Snoogans at I mean, dot tbits.me. That's S N O O G A N S dot T bits, B I T S dot me. The winner will be notified by 
uh, on, sorry, will be notified on October 13th, 2023. Yeah. Travel to from, uh, so getting to Miami, because it's going to be from Miami to the Bahamas, um, at the Nassau, Bahamas, on the luxurious Norwegian Pearl is the name of the boat. So that's February 23rd through the 26th of 2024. But you can't, you have to get yourself to the port like Miami. And what is this? When you say we're doing a cruise. So let me tell you, yeah. join me and Kevin Smith and all of our Universe friends for an... Un- Sorry, two, two skinny Kevin Smith? Does it say that? No, it doesn't. That would Come be, join me and two skinny <laughs> Kevin Smith. Did I he write po- that? He posted no. an Instagram and I was, I almost commented yeah. like, I'm going to yeah. send you a sandwich, man. You are so... You, he looks 19 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's Universe. Uh, so Brian and Jeff are going to be there. It's a trip packed with... Um, uh, that's going to be the reading of Clerks 3, the original. Oh, wow. So Kevin wrote Clerks 3, and then like um, COVID happened. And so when he was talking to Jeff and Brian, hey, like when it's when hopefully eventually we get back to making movies, I want to do. He said, uh, Jeff was like, you know what? I like the script, but I really think this is, I, I think you should make some changes. Kevin wrote a whole nother Clerks 3 script, which you see. In the movie Clerks Three, that if you saw Clerks Three, that's the movie Kevin wrote. But there's a whole nother script. There's a secret script. There's a secret script Clerks Three that he wrote before he actually rewrote the whole script again. And so there's all different things. Like it's a totally different script. And we're gonna read a pro religion dogma as well. And yes, so they're gonna. (laughs) So there's gonna be script reading of Clerks Three and Mallrats live podcasts, stand up comedy. Kevin Smith me- Museum. So Kevin's bringing a bunch of his stuff for a museum. Yeah. There's going to be a movies pop-up restaurant. Movies, if you guys know the movies, uh, Kevin had to come up with a fake restaurant because he couldn't use Burger King or, you know. Oh, yeah. And so Clerks too. the guys work at movies. Um, movies the cow. Yeah. Movies. So there's cool stuff like Hater Tots. Cock smoker, which is a chicken sandwich, and stuff like that. So there's gonna be a movies pop up, um, and I'm, we're gonna be doing uh, tournaments. Like I'm gonna be doing some video game tournaments, some poker tournaments. I'm doing my amusing stories on there. AJ yeah. Wilkerson, Jake Rubel will be there. The gentleman yeah, AJ, AJ I was telling you about. Yeah. Um, Soul Asylum is gonna be performing there. Oh no way! Runaway Train. Yeah, yeah. Are they Jersey? Runaway Train never come back. back. Yeah, they were in the Run Clerks soundtrack. Run one way track. Seems like I'm always getting somewhere Somehow I'm neither here nor there I know what no one else can know and I can go where no one else can go I'll also, I just got booked Yes, also singing there will be Pete Holmes um, I'm excited People Jason are like, shouldn't you do comedy? I'm like, no, I just sing, I badly sing Runaway Train what? Even though Soul Asylum is here What would you do if Soul Asylum was like Hey, I saw the podcast And I saw, <laughs> I want you to come on the, I want you to come on the ship And, and you're going to sing. sing that song from beginning to end Oh my god, I'd be so nervous Because I want to be good at things So I'd be like, I can't, I can't One time I sang They're like, we'll give you a million dollars I'm there. I'm there. For, I'm there for fifty dollars and a cock smoker sandwich. Are you yes, kidding me? <laughs> and hater tots. And um, there's gonna be gambling, uh, pokers, tournaments, yes, and stuff, and yes. gambling. Um, I feel like I'm missing something because uh, we're doing the museum, we're doing the podcast, we're doing uh, like Hollywood Babylon's gonna be on there. Uh, I think you've Mark Bernard's podcast is a lot. I'm not saying wrap it up. I'm no, just no, saying, I like, love it. People are in. People are in. It's people gonna like be fun. That. It's say gonna the be website fun. one more. time. I'm gonna say that one more time. People are in their cars. <laughs> People are in their okay. cars 
turning it down as I sing Soul I, Asylum? I, I, they're like, oh my God. <laughs> um, all right, but last time I will say you can win if you enter at uh, snoogans.tbits.me. Okay. So snoogans.tbits.me, or you can, if you have trouble and you forget, also um, just text I, me. I stream nine one seven. Okay. No, I, I stream on Twitch. I want to promote this too. I stream on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash j a y muse j muse. Um, I stream almost every day. I've been doing it. M e y e s. Other thing I love. M e w e s. Yes, M e w e s. I love it. It's one of the things I've been doing. Do you game a, on it or? You... So I play video games. What do you I play? unbox things. Fortnite, Call of Duty, Apex, Party Animals, which is this really fun game with these dogs that run around. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but I, I, it's, it's been fun. I've been doing it for like three years and yeah. I, I enjoy it, but I might, uh, so yeah. So if you get a chance, follow me on that. Um, it's free to follow and hang out. And I sometimes do Q and A's on there. That's great. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's fun. Two last questions. Yes. One is a weird one. But okay. with like Snoochie Boochies, am I saying that right? Yes. Snoochie Boochies. Well, yeah. Yeah. Is that many. right? Well, there's Snoochie Boochies. Boochies one of them. Snoo- yes. You're. Kevin is right. You're no one is like you. I'm also just curious. I was like, is Polly Shore like a, a thing for you? Because when I think about anybody that was like in movies being so purely themselves and so purely silly, yeah, you know, like there's a snoochie boochie weasel kind of parallel. Yeah, that, I just yeah. wondered if he meant anything to you. He does. And let me tell you, uh, we're gonna end on this great story. Not, so, my, and you also sound so, a little like Duncan Trussell. Has anyone <laughs> like, ever told you that? Um, no, who? Do you know Duncan? No. Yo, I'll tell you more about him. Often. All right. Um, He's great. So, Paulie, yes, Paulie, a uh, big fan of Paulie's growing up. It's, well, you know, for years. And then my mom was a huge fan. When she was sick and she was in those last few years, she would watch his movies over him and Chris Farley over and over and no over way. again. Sweetest thing is I'm out in LA and I don't remember how, but I crossed paths with him. Um, and he comes out, we chat, we exchange numbers. I tell him how much my mom loves him. And he winds up calling me one day out of the blue and goes, let me talk to your mom. And he sat and talked to my mom for like a half hour, uh, made her day. And then he sent her all this stuff and was so sweet. And it was the sweetest thing ever. And then he's like, bro, when you come out again, if you need to, you could stay at my place. And when I came out the next time, I didn't, I stayed at his place for a couple of days and he drove me around and showed me some places. And I got to meet, I remember it was so funny because I'm like, again, this is like, I'm like a Jersey kid. Didn't really hang out here and meet many people except for working a little bit in the beginning. Um, but also I'm at his house and like Carrot Top comes to his house to pick something up. And I was like, this is so weird. Like just weird little things like that. But even me being in Paulie's house was like so surreal because again, I watched his movies with my mom when she was sick and she loved them. And anyway, I thought it was the sweetest thing. But uh, but yeah, and then later on I did a, a little cameo. I, I did cameo i guess it would be in his movie paulie shore is dead or something oh, yeah, yeah. His movie which is weird um, yeah because you and he are two people that people presume dead yes yeah, for a brief right? time exactly yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um so very nice guy did you have sex that, in his so. eight person bathtub or no he didn't get that that was my that was because you would definitely not be the first person. i'm like this is my place <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so it it was. He's very nice, and it's it's funny because again, these are two people that like again, and he's not someone I sit and chit chat with constantly. But yeah. it's nice because he he like did that way back for me uh, and talked to my mom. Um, and throughout, he's like he'll like hit me up and say, "Hey, how That's you great. been? And how are things? And all that." Which I've only great. met him once or twice, but he's always very sweet. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. That's great. Well, that is a great story to end on. Well, thank you, and thank, thank you. you for doing this. Thank I, I, you. You know, Val listens to you and Kevin's podcast. That's my wife. Podcast, and I went. He's a podcaster, and I was like, "It's going to be great." I already awesome. knew you were going to be great, but you're such a pro. Well, thank you. And if the producers were watching, Seth Green, you can go home, pal. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You can go home. J- yeah. JK, we love you. <laughs> um, would you say "keep it crispy"? It's just our little catchphrase. It's right here. You do it. However, do you I want. say JMU's "keep it crispy"? No, that's you no. Can it's just, just do keep it. it crispy. Just your voice. Yeah. Yo, keep it crispy. Snooch to the nooch. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know I really wanted you to say snooch to the nooch. Well, thank you. But then you did. Thanks, man. Is that it was okay awesome. that I did it? Oh. Are you shitting me? I thought you were like, well, we, we need to no, end it on the drop on the No, thing. no, no, no. Okay, That's perfect. what we wanted. Thanks, man. Perfect. That was awesome.